Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Marked Safe. Tales of your very favorite and most beloved disasters. On Mark Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly and stay safe. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Mark Safe. I missed you so much. I miss you every time we have to take a week off. Yeah. We need it, It was Thanksgiving, but you are my family as well, so... I mean, we still talk, but it was like... We do. It's not the same. I like to hear your voice. Yeah, I like to tell you horrible stories for an hour. Your sweet, mysterious, sexy voice. Listen. (laughs) Pat my head and call me mysterious, Melanie. (laughs) You're not going to get me with the sexy, but you are going to get me with the mysterious. (laughs) Oh, it's that time of year, Thanksgiving, and then it like rolls right into Ava's birthday is coming up. So I just wanted to take a quick moment because are you a tea drinker? Like, do you like hot tea? Absolutely not. No? I hate it with a passion, actually, in all contexts, in all settings, with all additives, all flavors, all variety, even if I'm sick. Yeah, we drink it every once in a while. It literally is like the the water from the coffee pot, you know, a little tea bag, nothing fancy. We do it every once in a while, usually in winter. Um, but Ava, is she her tea is her new hyperfixation. Okay, know nothing about it. Um, so I asked the ghouls, and they came through. They were like, "You have to get the kettle. You can do this type of tea, this type of tea. Get her some." hibiscus tea because it's cute and pretty and she'll love it so yeah um she i told her i was like i asked the ghouls about tea stuff and she was like does that mean i actually get good tea for my birthday oh she always has the coolest type of <laughs> yeah so um thank you guys so much because this is out of my element, and I don't know, maybe I'll be a, a tea drinker here soon. Maybe. Maybe She's, you'll try some pretty fancy tea, and you'll be you'll be converted. I know. I'm just, I'm drinking and burping up this Big Red right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got your bootleg Big Red. Yeah. But um, she's turning 10, my first kid oh. in double digits, and I am not ready for it. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. That's a milestone. I'm... For the oldest... And she's getting tall, too. Like, she's up to my chin. I mean, I'm not very tall, but. How tall is she? Uh, well, how big's my head? Let me do the math. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know off the top of my head. Fair enough. There's so many. Well, I know Casey's because Casey just went to the doctor. No, actually, I don't know his height either. I know he weighs 30 pounds, which is a lot for. Um. A two-year-old. Well, maybe it's not a lot. Um, it's a lot since his five-year-old brother is 28 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. But yeah, so I'm rambling. T, thank you, Horrible Ghouls. I'm very excited about it. Um, it's not usually the kind of tea we're asking them for, but they still came through. They did come through with the tea. <laughs> the <literal laughs> they always tea. do. 
Uh, she's been real big into Taylor Swift, well, pretty much her whole life, but, you know, now with the Airs tour and everything. So I think I'm going to make her a little coffee cup that says Swifty on it. Oh. I think that would be really cute. I think Adelaide's into Taylor Swift lately, but I think she's kind of like a poser, basically, because <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure she could name many songs. I think it's more the person than the music, and I think it's more just like a, a social thing than even the person. Um, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm buy that kid a band t-shirt and then just ask her to name five albums. Fun fact. Just, just to be that person. (laughs) Yeah. Fun fact. Every kid that when I was in labor, um, my calm down music on the drive to the hospital, except for Josie, um, cause Cody was flying around when I went into labor. Um, he always put on a Taylor Swift song. So each kid has very, their own specific Taylor Swift you, song. Okay, that might be more personal than you want to say, but will you like text me later what they are? Because I want to know. Yeah, it's really cute. Ava's was Shake It Off. So we were like, literally like dancing. Adelaide loved that when she was a baby. That was her Stop Crying song. It was so I think cute. that's the last Taylor Swift song she's really given a shit about. But <laughs> well, you need to I don't know. let her mess up your uh, your Spotify playlist. I mean, I have a good bit of Taylor Swift on my Spotify playlist for me. <laughs> Um, I'm not the poser here. She is. That's so cute. I think if anything, she's more of an Olivia Rodrigo girl, but I don't know. I can see that. It's dark. Mm-hmm. She's goth a little bit, but she also is. not. I don't know. Should we do an episode, do you think? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. You can tell it's me at this point, unpacking my kid's aesthetic. It's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> no, it's me. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> We haven't talked to each other for so long. So, you know what? We're going to have a little bit of rambling. But yeah, mm, let's You're going to have in- to listen to six minutes of it. I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the bracket first. Our nonsense bracket pairing this week is Clamato versus Taxes. Clamato? The, the, the juice stuff? Yep. Yeah. It's got the juice. It's got the juice. Melanie, what the fuck? Don't Melanie. I can't even say my name. Mel, my baby. Don't Melanie, what the fuck me? Uh, taxes, I'm a socialist. Next. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Fuck the clam juice. Taxes. <laughs> I don't like paying them, but I like the resistance. So we're gonna, we're gonna call it a day. Okay. I would rather have taxes than not taxes and i would certainly rather pay taxes than drink fucking clam juice well it's got the tomato in it okay i would like to ask you when else there is sea creature juice on the shelves in any way okay listen it's in any capacity on any level oh my god see i didn't even ask if you like it and this is why (laughs) it's a hot summer day you know just done a lot of yard work Nope. You want a nice can of beer. You drink a little Ooh. bit, and then you take that Clamato, and you just top it off. It is so what good. the fuck? It's really good. That's what you do with it? That's what it's for? Yeah, you can use it for cocktails. Why not just have a refreshing ice water, man? <laughs> a lemonade. A Sprite. Go wild, have a shot of vodka. It's better. A Clamato. Oh no. Nope. <laughs> nope. God, I would not like a worse things bracket because I don't. Uh, <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> is that an idea for next time? 
Yeah, it could be like an inverse nonsense bracket. Every everything that Brian dark hates. nonsense, <laughs> dark nonsense. <laughs> okay, well that was easy. Taxes, it is. <laughs> Never thought that would happen much. But. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do toy recalls part two. Yay! I'm not gonna lie, there is gonna be a part three. <laughs> I will stop after that because I've decided that three is my limit unless it wins in a poll. So I know people want that much of it. But three, yeah, that's probably going to be a thing because I haven't even gotten to the Cabbage Patch that scalps you yet. I think it's perfect for the holiday season. It really is. And I mean, there are some some real in this time. Last one was a little fluffier. Not that it was entirely fluffy. A kid got killed by a jarp. But this time, I think we're going to get a little bit deeper into ethics and what makes the difference in certain things so this one this one pissed me off oh i haven't actually gotten that worked up with an episode in a minute and i'm not really sure why that specific thing did it but it sure did so let's kick off this week with another one from my childhood slip and slides oh do you love slip and slides okay so i my brother and i wanted a slip and slide really bad growing up uh, when we lived in Kentucky. We had, There's a lot of rolling hills um, by our house. My father was a printer. Uh, we covered that episode at his printing, pla- uh, printing packaging plant is a hard thing to say. <laughs> um, I don't know if I mentioned it on that episode, um, but they have these massive like five, six foot tall rolls of plastic that just go for hundreds of yards. Um, I think it like lines maybe the inside of some of the packaging, like the oatmeal packaging, but Mm. he brought that home. So we (laughs) would roll the whole thing down a hill, fasten it with nails, Dawn dish soap and slide down. And we would come back with, we probably should have gotten our tetanus shots because (laughs) the nails are so rusty. We would be like scraped up because we would be going so fast that, you know, you're bound to hit like a nail or 10 on the way down. Oh, my God. Um, That's perfect. That is a perfect story for this, though, because that is very similar to the invention of slip and slides. Yeah, never really. We never had the... uh, the actual slip and slide until I was a parent, but do you have one now? Yeah. Okay. In the, in the shop. It's a, one of those tiny ones that has the little, uh, like pool things at the end that you can fill up with like balloons and water. And We're going to talk about that too. Holy fuck. Here we go. <laughs> parent of the year. Oh no. Personally, I would buy a slip and slide even after this episode. Okay. Um, certain things later. No, but this one. Mm. <laughs> so, most of the things in these episodes never posed much threat to me personally because I was a lame asthmatic kid with no taste for thrill seeking other than just reading a book. But slip and slides did beckon me, and they still do, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and that alone is the problem with the toy, but we will get to that. Do you ever throw yourself at the slip and slide personally now? No. Does Cody? No. He doesn't seem like the type, to be fair. No. So, slip and slides were invented in 1960 by a dad named Robert, whose job was upholstering boat seats. And he came home from work to find his 10-year-old son, Mike, laughing his ass off in their driveway. (laughs) 
Mike and his friends had realized that the slipperiness of the family's painted driveway when it got wet could lead to hours of bruise-inducing fun if they ran a hose over it, got some momentum in the carpeted garage, and just launched their bodies at the ground and down the driveway. Uh, Dad came home. He had that moment that, you know, you have of this can't be safe, but you know what? You're having fun. Kids are bendy. Fuck it. Carry on that all parents have had at some point. Yep. Uh, they moved, and although the new driveway wasn't painted, the family had their back patio painted with the same stuff as the old house, and they got started setting up for some serious summer shenanigans in the backyard. But the vibe was a little bit killed by Mike breaking a gate when the momentum got a little too exciting and threw him through it. So oh. Robert, right, he was fine, I think, but Robert, who Mike said was an awesome dad and who gives me the most wholesome stew pickles vibes, got to working on a way to let Mike and his buddies have their fun more safely. He went to work and he got his hands on a 50-foot roll of nagahide, maybe is how it's pronounced, Um, a vinyl-coated fabric. Pleather is a variety of that, leaving holes to allow water to come through and keep the material wet. The creation was such a hit that it affected the flow of traffic in their street with kids coming over to use it. Oh, I love the whole, like, neighborhood. Like Like, the neighborhood attraction that the kids go to think, me too. So Robert did the only logical thing. He developed a patent with a business partner and he made it a thing, which he accurately called, quote, a portable aquatic play device for body planing. Um, And then shopped it to a company called Whammo, the toy hit machine that was known for being open to inventors that were not affiliated with their company making submissions, which most of them weren't. So like the kids in his neighborhood, kids loved it. It being the toy that ended up being named the Slip and Slide after being altered to a 30-foot plastic roll from the original 50-foot Naga Height design. It launched at the Toy Fair Trade Show in 1961, and it retailed at $9.95, which is weirdly expensive. In today's money, that would be over 100 but they're like 40 bucks today. Oh, wow. That yeah. is. Uh, the box said, all caps, it's crazy. People scoot like seals, <laughs> which is an odd analogy to me, but sure. <laughs> It was designed to be staked, hopefully not nailed to the ground. And <laughs> no rusty nails here. No, no rusty nails. Um, and it included a sort of lubricant that was actually part of the plastic to give kids a little extra zoom. Although, of course, they were still going to add dish soap to it because who wouldn't? Some ad copy said, quote, easy fun, just run and slide a mile. Special lubricating compound for slickness molded right into plastic surface. You glide on a film cushion of water, hundreds of water jets running the full length of slip and slide to plastic surface. Dude, I'm sold. I want to go slide right now. I'll take 10. <laughs> right? So, yeah, th- this is where the fact that my 35-year-old ass still kind of wants to yeet myself down a slip and slide is an issue because a lot of adults did. Probably because it's a kind of proprioceptive input that a lot of adults still need and rarely get. Right. I would bet. I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> um, but I think that that is a, an obvious sensory-seeking activity. So, according to Mental Floss, initially this wasn't seen as a big deal. Plenty of parents play with their kids' toys. But the slip and slide had been engineered for children of limited height and weight, typically under 125 pounds. When adults jumped on the surface, they were not always jettisoned across. Sometimes their weight meant they would abruptly stop and forward momentum driving their body with their forward momentum driving their body directly into their necks. Ugh. Yeah, uh, not great. 
This could be devastating for the spinal cord and it was possible to suffer quadriplegia, paraplegia, or even death as a result of the impact. Can you imagine that's how you go? Slip and slide. Mm. Oh, man. No. Here's the kicker, though. It was pretty much only happening to adults using them. And we talked about this in the Verrucked episode and some amusement park episodes. But when it comes to anything even adjacent to water slides, the size of the user really does have a lot to do with how the mechanics work. There were only eight instances of death or paralysis over a nearly two-decade period from the 70s to the 90s. Now, Brienne, you may be saying, eight is kind of a lot, Boomer. (laughs) And I get that. But... All eight of them were flat out not using it correctly. Seven of them were adults, and the eighth was 13, which is still like three years over the recommended age. Right. Well, how were they using it? Uh, Just the correct way, but they're grown. You can't do that. (laughs) I, I almost never side with companies saying, but you're not using it right because it's a toy. Like, you have to understand the ways that a child just isn't going to use it right, even if you tell them to and factor that in. Like, you can tell your kid, don't jump on your bed in moon shoes, but it's a fun enough idea to kids that a not insignificant number of them will. Right. And at that point, if that's consistent, I think there's some culpability. But these are adults using a kid's toy, not a six-year-old shoving her hand in an easy bake oven, even though the package said not to. There are a lot of children's toys that could harm an adult that use them incorrectly, but they're dangerous to a kid. And I think it's kind of on us to use our noggins on this kind of thing. And I feel like such a boomer saying that. Yeah. But you're also ripping that out of the box. I mean, you're not reading instructions on a slip and slide. I mean, that's true, but I feel like it doesn't take that much to think about the difference between like throwing a skipping stone at a lake and throwing a mid-sized bolt at a lake. It's not going to have the same effect, like right. weight and water. It's not going to work the same. You're not going to slide the same. You're not going to hit the same. And I mean, obviously, not every single person is going to intuit that, but I don't feel like it's takes that much intuiting on that. <laughs> I mean, if I get on a zip line that's rated for an eight-year-old, I might fall and die. Like, don't do that. Now, if I put an eight-year-old on an inappropriate zip line, that's different. But if I get on a kid's zip line and I die, I mean, eh, it's on I you. not have done that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I want to throw myself at a slip and slide, but the intrusive thoughts can't win. <laughs> so Whammo is a stand-up company. They went ahead and pulled them in the late 70s, but they were revived by Cransco after only a few years. And honestly, I really don't blame Cransco for their position. They said the toy wasn't an issue when it was used appropriately. And I mean, in my opinion, it wasn't really in the spirit of like the whole attractive nuisance things with kids, you know, using something like a neighbor's pool that they shouldn't, but they're gonna. Right, right. So I don't know. A few years later, one of those eight that I mentioned earlier sued Kransko. It was a 34-year-old dad from Wisconsin who had broken his neck on his neighbor's slip and slide, and he now had incomplete paraplegia. He rejected the quarter million dollar settlement that they offered him in favor of a jury trial, which I feel like was probably risky, but man, it paid off. He landed 12 million and a jury decision that the slide was unsafe, which caused Gransko to cough up another 7 million on top of it. A 20 year old student named Robert sued the following year for pretty much the same reason. He was initially suing his neighbors over it, but in the process of that, he came across the fact that this had happened to other people. And he dug around until he found one eight-year-old girl that had suffered brain damage from using it. But that was like the only 
instance of a child who was the correct age that I could right. find ever having anything serious happen. So he shifted to suing Kransko like the first guy had. He also won, but for whatever reason, he only came out of it with $1.6 million. Kransko's probably over at that point, so they went ahead and pulled it. But a spokeswoman for the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission said, there was no recall because it's a child's toy. Children weren't hurt. Adults were. Wow. I mean... A couple of years later, they did issue a recall notice because there were so many still on the shelves in stores, even though new ones weren't being stocked. Um, of course, people still had their old ones and there'd never been a recall. They just stopped making it. Right. So they issued a notice reiterating the fact that they could only be used by children. Whammo dropped a new version of it in 2001. It's not necessarily safer, just different. And it's still intended for kids under 11. But now they have them um, generally where you get to the end and you end in the alcove of water balloons right. or a little pool or something. So I'm going to have to really commit to not letting those intrusive thoughts win because <laughs> I really want to crash into some water balloons. Uh, but those were actually meant to be an additional safety feature to prevent people from stopping too fast at the end. I didn't know that. That's so smart. Mm-hmm. It is. I thought that too. Because like, I mean, it legitimately makes it more fun, like a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also a functional safety feature. So I thought that was cool. Um, I, I have opinions about most of these. Uh, that one. I mean, you know, my opinion about that one. I It was adults, man. Yeah. I don't know. What's your take? Um, I mean, probably the same, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, that sucks. And I'm not necessarily saying that there couldn't be a circumstance where I would do some shit like that and also get hurt. But I mean, I feel like that's kind of on me. Yeah. I get it, but damn. So another 90s toy. And this one, dude, I straight up Mandela affected myself with this one. Ooh, and what we're going to get into that. Okay, so Skydancers, not the car dealership kind, although the names made a very challenging Google experience. Um, those little fairy dolls with the helicopter style foam yeah, wings. We have yeah, those. The one- okay. Wait, the ones that you put under your hand and they fly up? Uh-huh. Um, back in the 90s, they had foam wings. They sat on a base. You can launch them into the sky with a pull cord. And they were also invented by a dad watching his kids play, this time with maple seedlings, which I thought was just cool. Like the little helicopters? Have, yes. And that's where Sky Dancers came from. And Slip and Slide came from a dad watching his kids play. And we just talked about Velcro being invented because of birds the other day. <laughs> that's so cool. Right? I thought so, too. I love those little details. Um, So they were originally owned by a company called Galoob Toys before they were bought out by Hasbro. Companies were fucking pumped. The Jewel Writers Archive said about the employees at an FAO Schwartz that got them, quote, they looked stupid, says James Stewart, the spiky-haired floor manager. <laughs> I mean, Fairyland-themed toys are a dime a dozen. Then, out of curiosity, some of us started trying them out. Hands-on demonstration turned the tide. As soon as employees started tinkering with the dolls, fiddling with the pole string to make a sky dancer twirl, or playing catch during one of the lulls in the afternoon, the dolls started blowing off the shelf. Today, the sky dancer area is empty. There are only two left, and one of those is stranded up near the ceiling, the victim of an overly ambitious launch. Her blue head can still be seen jutting out from a ledge. That's how they get you when they demonstrate Uh them. Oh, can you imagine how fun it would be to work in a toy store with, like, hands-on toys like an FAO Schwartz? Oh, it would be a dream. It really kind of would. So, they were lit. And I feel like they're a frequent flyer, and in my notes I have insert sunglasses emoji here. (laughs) 
uh, on the Notorious Recalled Toys listicles, and I've been aware of the story of their demise. I thought I was for decades, and I was so sure I knew why they were recalled. Do you know why they were recalled? No. Do you know that they were recalled? No. Okay. <laughs> well, so why you're my best friend? Um, the one you have is probably fine, but we'll get to that. Anyway, so I knew that they had had some kind of controversy or recall or scandal. I was so sure it was because they kept flying away and into fires. Into fires? Like fireplaces and bonfires and that kind of thing. Um, I, I really could have sworn that I had known that to be true for decades. Um, it has not nothing exactly. to do with that. Not really. We'll get to that too, though. Um, anyway, I was the absolute target demographic for these things when they came out the Christmas before I turned seven. And it, yeah, they, they sold well immediately. Cute design and an impressive max height of at least 30 feet. They made different versions of them, like pretty light, sparkle shine hair and fairy flyers. And it was literally all the exact same thing <laughs> with <laughs> subtle aesthetic changes and little girl keyword salad name adjustments. Yeah. But I needed all of them. <laughs> After two years on the market, the dolls were doing so well, they merited their own TV show, which I don't remember ever seeing, along with a book series, a Game Boy Advance game, a board game. There was a Skydancer float in two Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades before her face was punctured by a tree. Oh. Mm-hmm. She was cool. There's been a lot of that this year, huh? <laughs> yeah. McDonald's did a Skydancer's Happy Meal toy, which is a core memory for me. <laughs> the company even claimed that they outsold Barbie in their first year on the market. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's true. That's what they said. <laughs> This was kind of a departure from the toy industry's usual MO, which was girls sit down and make things or do imaginative play and boys launch it into the sky. Apparently no one knew that girls absolutely wanted to do the same thing, but may have been constrained by the extremely gendered toys of the 90s. Like, it was insane back then. I was a super girly girl. It was not enforced by anyone at all. It was just my own inclination. But... I remember distinctly being borderline ashamed of the fact that I kind of wanted a Gooey Louie, which was a game where you pull boogers out of a dude's nose because it was clearly <laughs> marketed for boys. Yeah. yeah and therefore, it was not for me. <laughs> like, I had absolutely no boy kids or men around me whatsoever. So it's not like I had peripheral exposure to their toys. It was just not mine. <laughs> Um, I didn't really have many unusual circumstances as far as like my own childhood indoctrination to toys, gender roles, and all that. I still had weirdly strong feelings about it that I just absorbed through cultural osmosis. So breaking the glass ceiling between little girls and losing toys on roofs was not a small deal, really. Sky Dancers turned out to be Fairly chaotic once launched. <laughs> Package instructions said to aim it away from yourself, but Sky Dancers really did whatever the fuck they wanted once they were up. Many ended up on roofs, many ended up over fences, and in at least one viral video, one ended up in a fireplace, <laughs> which I, I don't think I've seen that. I think I would have just seen that in the last couple of years, but I was so convinced. Sorry, my Alexis going off. Hold on. You're fine. This is all Ava's fault. What? Or oh, not Ava's, Aria's. 
Oh, she set Alexa up to give her a daily affirmation this summer. So now every oh. day it's like, reminder, your affirmation's ready. Okay, what, what is it? It's just some it, daily affirmations on the Alexa that you can. That, well, I just want to know what the affirmation is. I think we could all use one. Oh, I have no idea because it lasted about a week and now it just gets on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your well, affirmations. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> I need so, to, I need to change the time so she can get her affirmations in the morning. I mean, yeah, because it's always that's, in the middle of nap time. I think that's why I'm bet it's not the affirmations. It's just it's always when the baby is sleeping and he's mm-hmm. sleeping right now. And if these affirmations wake up squonk, I'm going to be pissed. That's fair. That's not that's not the correct energy for affirmations to bring into the household. No. All right. Sorry. So <laughs> you're fine. So um that that did happen at least once, but that was not really anything to do with the eventual recall. Um according to that, which we'll get to momentarily, the toys had caused injuries, including quote, eye injuries, sure, scratched corneas, incidents of temporary blindness, which sure, it didn't take a whole lot of force from an airborne piece of plastic moving erratically to hurt an eyeball. That's sure. But it continues. Broken teeth. Oh. A mild concussion. Huh? A broken rib. And facial lacerations that required stitches. I can see the facial lacerations. I'm sorry, come again about a broken rib? The rib? Ow. I'm not trying to be dismissive because if that happened, yeah, it's not good. Seeing your kid in pain because their goddamn bones are broken would not be funny at all. Please don't think I'm making light of that. All I'm asking is how. How? They weighed eight ounces, including the launcher, which has to be half of it. Unless they're like running after it and they trip on something. I mean, yeah. That could be the only way. I I cannot imagine. I I don't understand. (laughs) That's the same weight as a hamster. Yeah. Like, the whole thing, including the launcher. The mm. wings were made of foam, and anything that they hit pretty much would have been hit by the wings first with the way they were structurally designed. Um, how it broke ribs, I, I don't know. And I can't find that information, but trying to understand how a probably five-ounce flying doll broke ribs will haunt me forever. But it did. So, company finally issued a recall in 2000 years after the injury report started, which, I mean, I think the eye stuff is valid, right. depending on things. I don't know that I think it's a reason to recall it, but maybe a warning, although, I mean, it, yeah, obviously. Um, four months later, they were fined $400,000 by the CPSC for taking so long to issue it. So, naturally, that was the end of Sky Dancers, right? No. They were revived in 2005, and they've... Um, the absolute only change that I can see that would in any way affect the functionality is that instead of foam wings, they now come with hard plastic wings. Right. And weigh the exact same amount. So, yeah. There were a couple other exhumations every five years or so after that. But if there were injuries from the first one, I mean, I, I can't imagine there weren't injuries from these. They're harder in the same weight. But I don't think the revivals have ever sold well enough for there to be enough injuries to merit a recall. Right. So, so, I mean, am I, I think what we have is a sky dancer, but it's like motorized now. Oh, really? You know what I'm talking, let me, hold on. I need to. I don't to- think I knew it was motorized now. Okay, hold on. I have to look this up. 
I wonder if that makes them fly less erratically. I did look into whether they fly like less crazy now, but I didn't really find anything. Because that would be the only design improvement that I think they could have really done since that one. But like, I feel like such a boomer, but how? (laughs) I think the ones the girls have is not the Sky Dancer. Okay, uh, here we are. The Crystal Flyers. Have you seen those? I don't think I have. Okay, so basically it comes in like this like gem-shaped egg thing. And Mm. you charge it and... You all you do is you put your hand under it and it flies up in the air. Man, there really is an eight-year-old girl still inside me because I just want one. Look up crystal flyers. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I just want one for no reason. So hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, look it up. To, it's tell it's, me not to buy one. It's b- through Hatchimals. No, you totally need it. Don't play it outside. I, I keep seeing all these videos where they go outside and. They zoom over the houses and they just keep on oh, flying. Oh, that thing looks fun. Yeah, that's a slightly different design. The wings look like they work differently than the than these guys Yeah, did. it's full on like motorized. So like, I mean, it's probably more like a drone then. Yeah, that you cannot control. There's no Right, controls. but as far, as far as like how it flies, I bet yes. it moves like a drone. Which would be less erratic than the Sky Dancers of the 90s. But I think that the ones they have now still do the helicopter flying with the wings, which I think would still be the damn same. (laughs) So, I don't know. I mean, I would, I guess, I I can't fault them for issuing a recall if there really were facial lacerations requiring stitches and broken damn ribs and teeth. But I just don't understand how. Yeah. So... I don't know. Personally, if I found one of the originals, I probably would just buy one and supervise and tell my kid, close your eyes if it's coming towards you. I don't know. I I would bet that it might have been younger kids like three and four that were getting their eyeballs messed up, but who knows? Their blink reflex is not on the same level. (laughs) Um, So moving on to 2001, this is one that I just missed entirely, heard nothing about it. Um, didn't really even know that this particular toy had a name. I would have figured it was just some type of fidget. It's called a yo-yo ball. A it yo-yo looks ball. exactly like some shit that you would buy your kid at the dollar store that would be under the seat covered in goldfish crumbs, never to be <laughs> thought of again by the time you get home. Um, picture like a stretchy, rubbery, fidget-type toy ball that has a long, like, tail cord extending from it made of the same material forming a loop at the end for your finger like a mini skip it or um mm, google yo-yo water balls i don't know how to- yo-yo water ball yes yo-yo water ball <laughs> and the ball's full of water also i mean it's, it's, oh yeah. ava has one of those okay it's popped. Someone popped it. She got it at school for a green ticket award. Jesus Christ. And you you are hitting on everything I'm about to say because we we're circling back to that. <laughs> um, this is the one that pissed me off. So it didn't have just one manufacturer. So the age and the packaging was all over the place. It wasn't like most of these where it's like this company makes this specific toy. It was it was like a concept almost, like dolls or fidget spinners right. or something. Um, did hers have water or was it just kind of an empty sack? No, it had water in it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It, some of them said six and up. Some of them said three. Oh. So one manufacturer's website description said, quote, the absolute hottest, 
most wackiest craze in the entire toy industry since the beginning of 2003 has been the yo-yo water ball, simply filled with water for tons of fun and available in hot neon colors for fast action finger fun and more. (laughs) (laughs) Throw it, catch it, bounce it, join the craze now. The temptation to title this episode Fast Action Finger Fun is overwhelming. It is. It is. It has to be. (laughs) Anyway, immediately the problem that I would foresee would be a kid just kind of swinging it out and then it flies back and smacks him in the face. Right. I mean, a fist-sized ball of stretchy material isn't necessarily a light and a long stretchy cord could get momentum faster than a kid might expect. Um, and they could swing out six feet or farther when the ball stretched the cord out fully. Oddly, that was about the only issue this toy didn't have. It had at least three separate problems. First problem, in the words of the Director of Consumer Affairs and Business Regulation, quote, It was clear that this toy was unsafe from the minute I touched it. The smell of gasoline was quite potent and lingered on my hands for so long, it was unmistakable that this toy was hazardous. Okay, so a squishy fidget ball reeks of gasoline, um, like the like the plasticky material itself, not the liquid. Right. Um, well, unexpected, but gasoline was a close contender in the smell bracket, and most yeah. of the bad-smelling toys we've covered so far have cult followings because of their bad smell. So maybe we can work with this. Maybe. However, second problem, the liquid. Apparently, the liquid was sometimes murky or creamy. Tell <laughs> me what you think sounds worse. Would you rather have a ball full of murky fluid or a ball full of creamy fluid? You don't want me to answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. It made a look away. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I do think creamy sounds worse, personally. Um, So six-year-old boy in New York was taken to the hospital with an elevated heart rate after he drank the liquid. No one really knew or could say what it was. It didn't seem to be water. They didn't um, know what the liquid inside was? No, just not not water. It was murky or creamy. <laughs> no one knew. Um, so the third problem, bigger problem probably than the first two, I was close on the swinging around and womp yourself in the face possibility, but not quite. And the actual thing was so much worse. So in 2006, a mom named Carolyn took her five-year-old son, Brayden, to a friend's birthday party. He got a yo-yo ball in his goodie bag and joined the other kids in dancing with them, swinging them around in the air like lassos, as most kids would do at some point, as I would also do if you handed me one right now. (laughs) So instead of swinging it, I guess high enough over his head, it swung around his neck (gasps) with the weighted ball and the momentum wrapping it repeatedly around his neck. When it came to a stop, the sticky cord didn't let it go back in the other direction because it adheses to itself. Right. And the weight of the ball pulled it down his chest. Um, So I will say, check your content warnings um, for the next, I don't know. I'll put that in the content warnings. (laughs) Check your content warnings though. So he ran to his mom with his hands around his throat. Carolyn frantically tried to pry it off of his neck. Every way she tried only made it tighter. And she watched her son approaching unconsciousness as his face turned purple and his eyes started to become bloodshot. She couldn't get her fingers between the cord and his neck. It was wrapped too tight and the cord sticks to itself too much. It was starting to cut into his neck. 
The cords are designed to be very resistant to tears, and it was. But Carolyn found some supermom strength and managed to tear it with her hands, freeing Brayden, who I did look up, just so you don't, because I'm sure we all, all the parents in the crowd have their stomach in knots right, right. now. I looked him up. Looks like he's 22, living his best life. I'm very happy to see that. Yeah. Um, but he was not the only one. Virginia mom Jennifer found her five-year-old son, Hunter, in the same situation, gasping for breath and pulling at her clothes to get her to remove it, which was very difficult. Massachusetts mom Lynn told NBC News about her son Justice's experience with the toy. Quote, his eyes were rolling in the back of his head and he was foaming at the mouth and his legs were jumping up and down. Oh, my babes. He survived, but he was hospitalized. Uh, three years before that, a Chicago mom named Lisa had had the same experience with her five-year-old son, Andrew, with the cord wrapping four times around his neck. Lisa had been fighting to have them banned ever since, even going so far as to start a Weebly website about it, which is truly how you showed you meant business in 2005. And I'm not talking shit, it really was. Right. (laughs) Like, that's when you're serious. You make a website, GeoCities, Weebly, it's on. They had already been, at this point, banned in Canada... Brazil, Luxembourg, Australia, Britain, and France. You know, I'm like, of course, America. Oh, we're getting there, too. (laughs) You are, I swear to God, you came over here and read my script today because you are (laughs) one step ahead of me over and over and over again. Lisa said, what are we waiting for? Are we really waiting for a kid to die? I'm not going to wait. The CPSC got hundreds of complaints about yo-yo balls risk for strangulation and questionable fluids. After extensive pressure from Lisa and a huffy little speech about how they would decide whether to recall based on sound science, not emotion, they investigated in 2003 and found, quote, a low but potential risk of strangulation and told parents to either just watch your kids or cut the tail off. So it's just a fidget now. Oh, my gosh. And I was thinking that, too, because it's like. The thing about toys and imaginative play is so you can have a fucking break. And, you know, yes. y- your kid is not Ex- like, thank you for saying it. All, because, yes, over you all the time, they can have independent play. Yes. So the fact that uh, how lucky are those fucking kids that like, they were near somebody, anybody mm-hmm. that could help them. Uh, yep. Wow. So, yeah, exactly. And I'll be honest, I think there are worse things in the world than making this kind of decision based on emotion. Yeah. It's emotion about kids who are having terrible, traumatic, near-death experiences, so the world can have the joy of a fucking $1 fidget. Exactly. Like, it's not that deep what is being added to the world with yo-yo water balls. It's not that serious. This American rigidity about keeping emotion out of this kind of legislation at the higher levels is why we can't get shit done about gun laws. Yep. Some things are worth involving emotion. You are supposed to be emotional about kids getting hurt. You're supposed to be. Oh, this is pissing me off, too. (laughs) (laughs) It gets worse. Uh, Washington Post got their hands on some documents from the investigation, which admitted that, quote, although the toy may not immediately disable a child, older children may be capable of generating forces high enough to put themselves at risk if they cannot remove the toy and help is unavailable. In the early 2000s, when 14% of kids between 5 and 12 were fucking latchkey kids. Right. Help's not always available. Yeah. Kids go home from school. They go to their room. Their parents aren't always there. They go play with some damn toys. Come on. That's really upsetting. 
And in their announcement of their findings, they said that it was even though, quote, CPSC staff realizes that the reported incidents are uncomfortable and anxiety provoking events for adults and children. And I just feel like that's an understatement and frankly disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the CPSC chairman went on Good Morning America right after that and said that he wouldn't ban them, but he wouldn't allow his kids to play with them. Of course not. Of course not. Shake that, keep that thought inside, sir. Either make better choices or make keep that in drafts. Don't go on Good Morning America and say that. What the fuck? A writer for the New York Daily News said, I'm looking at a phone book right now. That could hurt you if you whacked yourself in the head with it. Maybe we should get rid of them, and then we can go live in little padded cells, and you'd never have to touch anything again. Few of us realize we're in a very safe country. We're not worrying about stepping on landmines, and we're not worrying about malaria. So we worry about the smallest thing. Give me a fucking break. Would it be small if it was your kid with their eyes rolling back in their head? No. <laughs> I I get it. When you're talking about a toy that's made for kids that's being used by an adult? Yeah. That's fair. You could expect an adult to have that level of logic to think that through. Even if they don't necessarily, you can expect them to. Or a toy that could cause harm if it was used in a very unusual and incorrect way that a person would not use it, like just hitting themselves with it. Like somebody's, well, I could hit myself with a phone book. I mean, yeah, Yeah. but why would you? (laughs) Right. But if it's an open-ended sensory toy meant for open-ended imaginative play and one of the most obvious intuitive ways kids are going to use it frequently leads to strangulation. And it's something that comes with minimal packaging a lot of the times because it's in goodie bags. It's in school reward bins. Yeah. It's traded between kids on the playground. That's not the same. That's not a parent getting a large, expensive, involved toy, taking it home, reading the instructions to assemble it, getting all involved in this shit. This is something you pick up at the dollar store and say, sure. Yeah. Go for it. There's a baseline level of trust that you have to have with that kind of thing. That's fucking you should, maddening. You certainly should be able to have. It is it is infuriating. So higher up, the Toy Industry Association said, in the United States, we make decisions on hazard-based data. Other countries use the precautionary principle. <laughs> That's not good. No. That's not something to be proud of. <laughs> oh, the United States of guinea pigs. Uh-huh. Oh, get out of here. A Democratic U.S. representative said, we treat our children like crash dummies. When something happens, then we might do something. In this case, we still haven't done anything. Ugh. Just the same damn thing you just said. Yeah. New York State Department of Health, um, who wasn't quite such a dick about it because they didn't have the authority to ban them. They were just looking into it. Also analyzed the liquid to try to understand what it even was. And the mystery said, liquid just the mystery has me liquid. in a chokehold. Like, I want to know what it is. <laughs> okay, well, they tested it um, and said, we don't know what this water is. At this point, no one should be buying this. Oh, they tested it and they still didn't yep. know? Yep. Now, they don't think it's toxic, but they don't know what it is. Another scientist also tested the material. It says, scientist Jim Polanski investigated the yo-yo water ball at his expert chemical analysis lab in San Diego, California. Polanski found that the water inside does not appear to be toxic, but discovered the ball itself is made from diesel hydrocarbons. I was stunned when I held a lighter to a piece of this diesel gel ball. It caught fire instantly and burned so hot that it broke the lab dish beneath it, Polanski said. The water inside did nothing to slow the burn. Wow. Yeah. So the fire marshal from Massachusetts issued a statement saying they were dangerous and unnecessary because of the flammability level. 
They were never able to be banned on a federal level, but they were in a few isolated states, including New York. And Lisa pushed hard until eBay also banned their sale and a good handful of stores voluntarily chose to stop carrying them. Uh, there were 168 strangulation incidents at the time that the CPSC investigation started with no deaths, but multiple hospitalizations. And that's when it started. There were far more later <laughs> over a dollar store fidget toy made of diesel hydrocarbons filled with nasty, creamy, murky mystery water that would wrap around children's throats and stick there until they were almost dead. But God forbid we allow emotion into the decision making. Oh, I can't wait to tell Ava that she should be excited hers broke. <laughs> right? Are you gonna? <laughs> yeah. She yeah. was very upset. She was like, you know, she's the oldest and yeah. the the kids are constantly breaking her things. And she's just like, this is why you shouldn't get me anything. They're just going to tear it apart. Oh, poor oldest girls. Yeah, it's a hard life. <laughs> it's a very hard. That's life. probably why she has a hyperfixation on tea because nobody wants the tea. That you know what? That is a strategy. Pick unpopular hyperfixations that no one will try to take from you. It's smart. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I like it. Um, silver lining and all that is that it did end up leading to an overall restriction on the length of all yo-yo cords, including those in the U.S., which is probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, it's just not long enough to wrap around necks like that anymore. So, um, to transition to a slightly lighter note, we've got this week's well-duh honorable mentions that didn't warrant a full entry. Um, first one being the Gilbert Boys glass blowing kit. Something I didn't know until I was researching this episode is that there's soft glass blowing for art stuff, and then there's scientific glass blowing, which involves working in a lab, like a chemistry lab, as a uh, like an on-site glass blower. Yeah. Did you know? I did not know that. Well, I've done. Like in Lincoln City, where um, Cody's dad and stepmom were, I I went to a glass blowing thing. But like, did you know that it's a thing that um, like scientific labs just keep on site a glass blower? No, I didn't either. <laughs> um, so it, that was a whole thing. While we may hear this, and we may take it as more like an extreme and reckless version of a kid's craft kit. When it was released in 1909, it was more like an extreme and reckless version of a kid's science or career kit. The emphasis was on learning a skill since chemistry was a popular major at the time, and it required students to blow their own test tubes in the lab. Hmm. But unlike a laboratory glass blowing shop, this kit was marketed to children, involved temps of 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit, and did not include a stitch of protective gear. What Nothing. could go wrong? What could go wrong? The instructions included the line... Do you find that when the glass becomes nearly red hot, it bends easily? <laughs> uh, it's hard to track down information on whether any there were specific injuries or just common sense led to the discontinuation of the glass blowing kit that was kind of almost threateningly targeted at boys. I don't know. 80 years later, we still kind of wanted to make kids toys involving actual fire a thing. So Mikkel came out with Flicker and Flash Barbie. With the roller skates? 
Yep, I didn't give her her own entry because there weren't a lot of credible sources or long-form articles about it. It's mostly just people talking about what they remember. Um, But one person said, Last year, my two daughters received presents of two rollerblade Barbies by Mattel. On March 8th, my eight-year-old daughter is playing beauty shop with her four-year-old brother. After spraying him with hairspray, the children began to play with a boot to rollerblade Barbie. My little girl innocently ran skate across her brother's bottom, which immediately ignited his clothes. No follow-up on how that turned out. There was a Uh, bunch of toys that did that. I had a little alligator with wheels that you would push when I was a little kid, and it would flicker off the back. (laughs) I don't think I ever encountered those. 85, 1986. Yeah, it was like like a clear... It was my favorite thing in the world, but it was, you know, the same concept as like a lighter, but without the fluid in it. And it was like a clear green plastic and you would just scoot it along the floor and it would shoot fire out its butt. (laughs) Well, I mean, presumably it's not enough fire to be a problem very often unless there are flammable things around, but damn, sometimes there are. Right. Uh, One Redditor wrote without elaborating, I loved playing with her and still remember the smell from the skates. (laughs) Flicker and Flash Barbie was recalled the same year that she was released in 1991. But if you are nostalgic, you can still buy one online for a couple hundred bucks. And that's her episode. That that was like, it felt like going down memory lane. I love that episode. (laughs) Thank you. I go through all my kids shit now. They're going to hate me. Right. Yeah. So I am. I th- it wasn't entirely intentional, but I am glad that we're doing this now, kind of over the course of Christmas shopping season, because y- you can't trust these stores. Yeah, for you sure. You can't trust the people who are supposed to regulate this. They they're full of shit. Honestly, <laughs> you can't trust them. Um, if you're buying stuff used, please check your recalls. Um, if you're not, you know, I mean, I I'm not saying I do because I am not. I was going to say not perfect, not even really good about like really taking it out and reading all the warnings and instructions. Um, You probably should. We should probably all be a little more diligent about that because we just, that presumption of trust with companies and stores, we probably shouldn't have it. Yeah. And it's, it's hard too. Cause you're like, these are my kiddos. These are my babies. Like, obviously they're going to test these things and make them safe. Like no one wants a kid to get hurt, but it's, it's not like that. It's it's all right. about the money. Of course. Always. What a fantastic episode. Thank you. Are you that. ready for some disaster relief? Heck yeah. All right. You want me to go first since you've been... Yeah, I would love for you to go first. I got my birthday... My birthday. It's not my birthday. My Christmas present early from Cody and the kiddos. Um, oh. I'm going to bring it back to taylor swift they got me the 1989 seagull cardigan and it is so (gasps) oh my gosh show me i'll have to send you a picture of it it's like no i have to google it i actually need to know right now (laughs) hold on 1989 what was it it's the 1989 seagull i got what is it okay Oh, these are cute. I don't know which one you have, but it, oh. it's like light blue with the white. Does it say 1989 on the chest? It's got birds on the back? Yep. Oh my God, that's cute. Isn't it the cutest thing ever? I that ha- is adorable. He got me um the vinyl when it dropped and I was like, you know, like, I really like, I'm really in love with this cardigan. I really, really want it. Um, It had like... um. What do you call it? Uh, 
you know, like the timer, like you can only get it for so long. Yeah. Um, And it was like, I think there was like a day left and we were hanging out. Didn't see him on it. I was like, I know he missed it. <laughs> and uh, Ava had mentioned something about it. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like, maybe I'll get the cardigan from like reputation or whatever. Like, it's honestly not a big deal. And then um, they decided to spill the beans because they were <laughs> they were like, you just need to wear it now. It's cold. Oh, I think I think Ava talked Cody like just give it to her like let's not wait because she was too excited she wanted to see it herself so and it's packaged with all like the little confetti stars so I gave her all the stars to play with she's really excited that is so sweet and that is if you don't send me a picture of yourself in that cardigan within like 72 hours we're gonna have a problem okay you got it we'll do I'm serious what's yours I really am I'm so excited about mine we're getting a puppy. I know. The Lonely Lesbian's Dog Sitting Service. It's time. <laughs> I have been getting puppy updates. Do you know this? Yeah. No? She. Oh. Oh. She sends you foot pictures, doesn't she? No, not foot pictures. Puppy pictures. No, I didn't say foot pictures. What did you say? <laughs> Why would your girl I think I just stumbled a little bit, but she better not. Please don't leave <laughs> my girlfriend's ever sending you foot pics. <laughs> what did you say? And she's got a cute little Fred Flintstone feet, too. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. I mean, I'll take them. <laughs> no, you will not. <laughs> You can sell them on OnlyFans. Could no. you fucking imagine if your girlfriend was sending me her feet pics? <laughs> I fucking can't. You meant of the puppy, huh? <laughs> Why did you say yep. paw pics? I think I just added an extra. I didn't even mean to say foot. I think it was just an extra <laughs> syllable that got in there. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> Oh my god, okay, I'm glad we've cleared that up <laughs> I promise you, she has not been sending me feet Please pics. let me know if she does. I will. <laughs> I have tears in my eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh, does she send you puppy pictures? She said something about that once, and I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, so, because I didn't know if this was a surprise, like a Christmas present or whatever, she sent it to me, and I was like... Because you didn't say anything because I guess you knew that she had already sent me. No, I didn't. Uh, you didn't? No, I had no idea. Uh, she said a couple days ago something about, I got to send this to Melody. And I was like, what? Yeah, because when I first found out about it, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to need like every single update ever. And she's like, okay, I promise you. So any update you get, it's I, I've been getting them too. Wow. Okay. Well, like I am happy to. open. And, uh, yes i'm doing your disaster relief go ahead <laughs> no we're it's everyone's disaster relief this is we're so happy oh my god she is two four fifteen she's 17 days old right now she's so and, cute um absolutely do not even at me about adopt don't shop i have opinions i'm not i'm not the one um no, there is a place, a very important place for both. However, adopt strictly, only, exclusively from very reputable breeders. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, shop, not adopt, um, which we are. And it's a breeder that I've known for a while. 
Um, and we were on a wait list and our baby was born and she's so beautiful. She is darling. And she's the pictures that you guys are getting are I know. She always takes the best puppy pictures. They look professional. Um, yeah, she she is very talented with that. Um so we are gonna go get her from Ohio sometime in January. And I mean we are we are obsessed. I think I cut you off on the breed. Long haired dachshund. Yeah. Um, she is a black and tan dapple, and she is gorgeous. And her parents are gorgeous. And have we? Do we discuss the fact that I used to breed dogs? Yeah. Was was that a thing? Okay. Um, yeah, I used to breed dachshunds, and her dad came from my breeding program years ago. Um, not like a million years ago. He's an appropriate age to be breeding, but. Um, her dad originally came from my breeding program, so this is beautiful that we can come full circle like this. She will just be a pet, um, but we are – oh, my God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. So what's – when do you get her? Like late January? Mid-January. I don't think that we've nailed down an official pickup date, but mid-January. Um, so, yeah, that is – she's, like I said, I think 17 days old now. She's born the 13th. Um, and – yeah, she the I oh, plenty of time. Big disaster to relief. Stock up on puppy presents. <laughs> yeah, so we're I guess enjoying our sleep right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For for the next six weeks, because uh, yeah, there's gonna be middle of the night, freezing cold. Puppy needs to go outside for a while. Oh, yeah. Right in the middle of winter, huh? Yeah. But at least it's not right in the middle of parvo season. So. Yeah. That's something. Um, Yeah. She'll be fully vaccinated by the time parvo season rolls around. So that's good. That's awesome. I don't know what this respiratory illness that's going around right now is that dogs are getting. And it's, it's, have you heard about that? No, I haven't. There is a mystery respiratory virus going around dogs right now. A bunch of Facebook groups about it, the whole dog world, all my confirmation people, all my dog sports people, all my breeder friends, flipping the fuck out. What's what's it doing? It, it's just a really bad respiratory virus, and no one can figure out what it is. Is it like killing um, dogs? I think yeah. Oh, I so haven't sad. like delved that deep into what's going on. I've been more kind of paying attention to the the places it's going because it's only in. I, I want to say last I looked, maybe five or six states. I could be so wrong about that, but it was a very limited number. But we're one of them, so. Oh, that's banana. Yeah, everything yeah. is fucking wild these days. Like uh, um, so Arya had strep. Uh, squonk has strep. I just took him um, day for yesterday. And the doctor's like, we don't know what's going on with strep this year. Strep is fucking weird. Like it, you test positive for strep, but it has none of the symptoms that we're used to. You get the runny nose, you get the little rash and you get a headache and vomit. How weird. Yeah. Things are just upside down lately with that kind of thing. I don't know. Not the puppies. Not the puppies. So hopefully we'll be good there. I don't know. But I mean, I guess the fact that she's going to be at her littlest and most vulnerable at the point that we're probably going to be home a lot anyway, because it's cold. Yeah. I'm um, going to be going out doing more stuff, but I don't, it's not vaccinatable for, it's not Bordetella. I don't know what it is. No one knows what it is. So hopefully it maybe will subside or at least she will be older and less fragile by the time we would be leaving the house much. But um, that aside, we will be in the safe zone for parvo season and we are ecstatic. I'm really excited for you, buddy. 
Me too. Puppies and feet pics. No. Merry Christmas. <laughs> can't with you. Uh, I love you. Well, I love you. <laughs> I guess we should wrap this up so you can go I yell guess. at your girlfriend for all the <laughs> from <laughs> lewd foot pictures she's been sending you. <laughs> And, uh, oh. So I guess until next time, <laughs> sweet, sweet dreams, dreams or, or no, no dreams. dreams. <laughs> hey, horrible ghouls. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at MarkSafePodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe and tell your buddies about us too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.